Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hello, welcome to Connection. Welcome to, this is our second episode, so that's awesome. And uh, today we're going to be talking about hope. And the name of it is There Is Hope. There's hope. Uh, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, there is hope in Christ. And uh, we just want to welcome you and say hello to you. And thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening to us and watching us. And uh, I'm Brian. This is Nicole. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about There's Hope today. Would you like to pray before we get going? Absolutely. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for the ability to come and to hear your word and to speak your word, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that yeah. your word tells us that there is always hope. No matter what yes, our right. eyes may see, we can know in our heart that there is always hope. And so, Lord, we thank you for that word. We thank you for that comfort and that assurance. And, Lord, we just ask that you just give us wisdom in this show today. Help us to speak your word and to... Speak what everyone needs to hear, and we thank you for it. We thank you for giving us the right word at the right time, that the people hearing today hear exactly what they need to know. There is hope in you, and we praise you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I just, uh, I just while we were praying that, I just, I just feel encouraged to tell you this, is that no matter where you're at right now, uh, one of the things that we... I'm not sure that the world really teaches this, you know, the way that we should. But one of the things that we need to pay attention to is this, is that in God, no matter what you do and no matter what you're up to, in God, there's always opportunity. And a lot of times when we go uh, into the obedience of the Lord and we seek him and we're obedient to him, we have to recognize that even if our flesh is going, ah, I don't want to do that, I don't, no, I don't want to do that, it is always going to be an opportunity to increase in God. So right now, as we're talking about the things of the Lord, one of the things that I want you to recognize is this, is that... I'm getting ready to hear about God. I'm getting ready to hear about Jesus. I'm getting ready to hear about the Christ who was anointed to take me into places of freedom. And so if you recognize that, if that's even remotely possible, then by you esteeming what you're about to hear, you're actually able to open up, your, uh, open up the doors of your heart and allow him to pour something in you that will be able to bring about a hope inside of you, a freedom. And so right now, I just encourage you, will you kind of open up your heart to him and say, Lord, you know what, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw myself out there, and I'm trusting that you are worthy of my trust, and that you are going to change the situation that's going on in my life. I need hope, I need freedom, I need triumph, and Father, I trust you right now. I'm esteeming the fact that there's somebody that's preaching your word, that's talking about your word right now. I'm esteeming you in them. And now, Lord, I just ask that, that you would do what you want to do in our lives. And yeah. so, that you know, a lot of times we just, honestly, a lot of times if we'll just change that right there, change yeah. our expectation, right. uh, which is a part of hope, then all of a sudden life can completely go a different and, and much better way. Well, so. and I, I think about it like a, um, like a doctor's office. 
You know, we walk in, and if you've got the sniffles and a cough or something, and you're just you're tired of dealing with it, you're like, I'm going to the doctor, that's it. You walk in expecting that doctor, because of all his years of experience, because of those degrees on his wall, you're expecting him to be able to look at you, check you out, say, okay, this is what you're dealing with, here's a prescription, go get it filled. And you're expecting that medicine to fix the problem. And what we have to realize is God is the one that yes. gave those people that wisdom. Yes. God is the one that's created anything and everything that is good. So we have to go to God with that same expectation yes. of saying, you know Absolutely. what, God, I am tired of dealing with the mess of this world. I'm tired of not feeling connected to you and feeling like I'm living the life in abundance that John 10.10 10 tells me I'm supposed to have. So what we need to do is expect when we go to the word, be it in our Bible or when God leads us to turn on the radio or turn on you know, the t uh, computer or the TV or whatever, we expect that our steps are ordered and that God has us in the right place at the yes. right time hearing the word that is our prescription. And when we have that expectation, knowing that he is guiding us in everything that we are doing, that he is constantly leading us to triumph, we can have a hope that far exceeds the hope that we put in doctors. Yes, absolutely. And that, if you want to, you can uh, get your Bible and start turning to Romans chapter 15, verse 13. But a whole, a whole piece of this show is part of the reason why we have connection is we want you to connect with Christ. And at this time, uh, we're just hoping that the Lord uses us to connect with you so that you can connect with Christ deeper. Well, in connecting with Christ, which is a part of eternal life that we talked about in the first show, in connecting with him, it's beginning to get to know him, his character, his nature. What is God really like? I mean, what is, what is he really about? And this verse that we're going to be talking about in Romans 15 it says something awesome, and it tells us this, that God is a God of hope. Yeah. And so Romans fifteen thirteen says this, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what he, let me say that again. Now may the God of hope, hope is who God is. That's right. Fill you with all joy. This is what God wants to do. Fill you with all joy and fill you with peace. In other words, the context is fill you with all peace that comes in believing. That comes in believing. And why is he doing this? So that you will abound in hope. In other words, God wants to take a piece of him and give it to you. He wants to take his hope and put it in you so that your joy and your peace would abound. And it would abound in hope not by your power. And see, a lot of times, I, I know we've been in situations before, I definitely have, where I'm, I'm looking at particular situations going, I don't have enough strength to do this. Yeah. I, I can't do this by myself. And thank God, I don't have to. It's him. Yeah. <laughs> it's his power. And he will give you power by the Holy Spirit. So in those times and in those moments where you say, I can't do this. I, I can't do it. Well, actually, sometimes I think God's going, praise God. Yeah. I'm, glad. <laughs> I'm glad you I've been waiting it. for you to yeah. say that. That's yeah. why he says, cast your care on me because I care for you. I'm wanting to take care of this for you. I'm wanting to give you the peace and the joy of just 
being my child. Amen. Let me handle it for you. Yeah. So, yeah, he's saying, oh, it's about time. <laughs> it's about time they let this go and stop yeah. carrying the, the weight of it, the burden, the worry, the cares, the anxiety of it, and they let me be who I am. Right. You know, that's, that's who God is. He is a God of hope. He's looking to fill you with all joy and peace, and he does that as you believe in him as the God of hope, and he gets his hope in you and empowers you by the Holy Spirit. That scripture is amazing. Yeah. There is so much in that scripture. But, all right, so here's the thing. Um, I know we've seen this multiple times in the church and before we ever had the church. Um, we saw this. People just say, well, hope you get to feeling better. <laughs> and, and, you know, some people are going, oh, I know what they're talking about. And some people are going, why did she react that way? Mm -hmm. and, and trust me, I'm reacting the same way. Why would we feel that way when somebody says something? Well, the reason is because the devil, his number one weapon is deception. And if he can teach you that this is true when it's actually not, Right. then he is well on his way to leading you to the place of captivity and destruction. And the word says be very aware of his plans, of his schemes, of the devil's ways. It says be, be aware of it. Yeah. And the, the thing is, what most people think hope is, is luck. And so they'll say something like that. Well, hope you get to feeling better. And what they're saying is, it may or may not happen. It may or may not but I hope it falls your way. Mm -hmm. And so that's not what hope is. What hope is, when you look in the Bible, you actually look at the original language, and you start to see what hope is. What you find out is that hope is a joyful, confident expectation. And so in other words, if I'm not, let me put it this way, if I'm not in joy, if I'm not in confidence, if I'm not in expectation of joy and peace, if I'm not in those things, I'm not in hope. And so when somebody says, well, hope you get to feeling better, then what they're actually saying is this, that, that I'm willing to accept anything that's not uh, God. They're, they're saying that that's okay with me. That, and that shouldn't be okay with the believer because of our authority on this earth. God has placed authority in the believer. And when a person starts operating on deceptions, they open up the whole door for the devil to start operating deceptions in their life. Now they can take on sickness, and they think sickness is a part of them. Now they think that, that lack is a part of them. Now they think that uh, protection is not of God. Now they think that, that the Lord won't deliver them. And so all of a sudden, what happens to them? They lose their hope. Yeah. And one of the major things that we are supposed to have as believers is a fullness of hope, a filled up with joy, filled up with peace, and filled up with hope. And if we don't have that, what are we showing the world? So as Christians, not only does God want our joy and our peace to be full, but he wants our lives to be a testimony. And the world right now, more than ever before that I've seen it in my lifetime, they are looking for hope. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of people going to church that they're not portraying that. They're not portraying God as a God of hope because they're not walking in hope. They're expecting things to happen to them bad just like it happens to the world. 
it doesn't line up with the good news of, of God. And it's not saying that you don't go through uh, some different trials and tribulations. Not saying that at all. It's saying that in the middle of trials and tribulations, you have hope because you know that if you take Jesus by the hand in 2 Corinthians 2.14, he is leading you to triumph, and I can be hopeful. Well, and you know, your hope is knowing that as a child of God, you are in the world, but not of the world. Yes. So... While we're here, yes, everyone ar around us may be getting sick. Everyone around us may be, you know, going in the ebbs and flows of the economy. But our hope is in Christ. Yes. So, you know, when, when you know, somebody comes up to us and they're like, I'm not feeling good. And you're like, oh, I hope you get to feeling better. What you're saying is my God's not strong enough. You may or may not get to feeling better. Yeah. But, you know, what God says is there's a hope that you can have a joyful, confident expectation that I am your source. I am your healer. I've already defeated sickness for you. So you can have that joyful, confident expectation of knowing that, hey, doesn't matter what's going on around me. I'm yes. good because yes. I am not a part of this world. I'm a part of my daddy's kingdom. Yeah. I don't have to worry. I don't have to fear. And I don't have to just wish, which is the world's hope. I can hope. And my daddy, because I know he's done taking care of it all. Yeah, amen, amen. And I've used this uh, example for years and years as far as what joy and confidence and expectation is. It's, it's an example that, you know, the Lord gave to me early on when I first started ministering and preaching. And that is this. If you, let's say that uh, you and I are friends, and you trust me, and you really trust me. It's not just a... Uh, you know, well, I think I can. No, you really, really trust me. And let's say that I told you that tomorrow at 2 p.m. you are going to receive a package from uh, the delivery company and they are going to bring you a check from me for $1 million, right? And, and the only reason I use money is it's just one that we can relate to. So let's say that tomorrow at 2 p.m. you're going to receive a check in the mail for one million dollars. All right. Now, if you really, really trust me, if you really trust me, then all of a sudden you realize my life just changed. My life just changed. Yeah. Now, if you really believe me and you know that your life just changed, what just happened to your joy level? <laughs> I mean, it just went through the roof, man, because, man, everything's going to be different. Yeah. I'm getting out of debt. I'm paying all my bills. I'm going to make sure that I put the money where I need to. My life changed, right? Your joy just went crazy. And where, what, what, what was uh, the point that really turned your joy? It was your trust in me telling you that. So... Hope is joyful, confident expectation. Well, it's a confidence. In other words, if you really, really trust me, all your other friends could come and tell you, you're not going to get that. You're, he's not, no, he just told you that. He was lying to you. You're not really going to get that, that letter in the mail. You're not really going to get that check. If you really trusted me, your confidence is going to be like, you need to shut your mouth. Yes, he is. I can trust him. He's a good person. And all of a sudden, you are so confident that not your friends or the devil could pull you out of that. Well, you're so confident that you're making a list of everything you're going to do. <laughs> there you go. You've got plans Great, for the yes. future because yes. you're sitting there thinking, 
somebody's dropping me off a check at 2 p.m. I'm going to be there at 8 a.m. with the door open. Yes. I'm sitting in my chair by the door while I make a list of here's what I'm going to do with this, here's what I'm going to do with this. I'm making plans because I've got that promise, and I've got, and I'm excited. Hey. I've got that confident expectation of, dude, you're, you're <laughs> here's not what I'm to doing work. with this. <laughs> I'm calling to work. Yeah. I, I'm healthy and wealthy today. We're not calling in sick. I'm going to make a little bit more money sitting from home today than I am going to work. All of a sudden, your confidence level, I mean, it gives you a boldness. You know, now we're talking about hope. Now yeah. we're talking about real hope, not, well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Now we're talking about real hope, joy, confidence, and, and expectation. Yeah. So it's such an expectation that you are making future plans. Like you said, you're already deciding this is going to go here. This is going to go there. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to treat Brian and Nicole nice because they taught me about that. No, I'm, I, I digress. So <laughs> expectation. So you have expectation is the last one. Here's the thing at 155, it's scheduled to be there at 2 PM at 155. I'm at the end of the driveway. What are you doing? I always, the way I saw it the first time is, man, at 155, I'm looking out the blinds like this. Like, where, where is that thing at? Where, I'm, I'm expecting, where's that truck at? Come on now, bring it on. And, and you are ready because there's an expectation. When we get in hope with God, we take a promise. And as a child, we believe in him. And all of a sudden, as a child, as soon as we see a promise of God is our healer. Yeah. Or God is our provider. Or God is my protector. Well, I don't, if, if God is my protector, the devil is not touching me. Yeah. The devil's not touching me. If God's my provider, then I don't have to worry about lack anymore. If God's my provider and I read something like he sent his word and healed them, all of a sudden I know I'm healed. And I have a joy that rises up. And it don't matter how much the devil tries and comes to steal that away from me. No, no, no. I have such a confidence. He can't steal that from me. He cannot steal that promise away. And I have such an expectation that people try to tell me, you know, oh, well, you'll, we'll see how you're doing, you know, in a few years when you're still trying to believe for that. And all of a sudden, you have such an expectation. Now, you say, no, 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 no. Watch what's about to happen. May, may, you don't know maybe the way I do, but when you're in hope, your whole mindset changes. Yeah. And when your mindset changes, guess what's produced? Joy and peace. And it comes from believing. Believe in who? Not believe in me, not believing you. You know, the truth is, look, we're both human. That's part of what this show's about is to show you that we got stuff we messed up on. Yeah, he messes up. Yeah, I know. I don't know how I do that. But we can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. I can mess up. But God doesn't. God does not mess up. And if God doesn't mess up and his character is so pure, so holy, so right when he makes a promise that's one that we can eat up in faith and when we do that it changes our way of seeing things it changes our way of living and all of a sudden here's what happens faith is the substance of things hoped for right in other words when we put together believing and we accept hope and we put those things together we now we actually start to see the promises of God 
come into our lives, manifest, become a reality, and now all the onlookers that was trying to talk you out of that confidence, mm -hmm. now they're all going, whoa, hey, whoa, did, did, you, did you see what just happened? Yeah, hmm? suddenly your life is, is preaching, yes. you know, because you're standing in that yes. hope and you're yes. standing yes. in that faith. Suddenly, you know, you can have, you know, someone come say, no, 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 this isn't going to happen, or you have a symptom, and the symptom is nothing more than a person lying to you. It's just Satan lying to you. So he's like, no, you've got a sniffle here. Or you've got a little scratch here. You've got an empty bank account. That's a symptom, which is a lie. Yes. But you say, no, I don't care what you think or what you say. I know yeah. God told me this. The Bible is slap full of promises that you can take to the bank. And when you yes. know that, suddenly you start to live a life that makes all the naysayers go, oh, Something, That's some, right. something's going on with that person. They actually know what they're saying. And even all the times, we've had that happen, you know. Yep. Someone literally told us, I thought you were crazy because God gave us a word. We knew that it was God. Now, logic said, do not do this. Hold it. Stop. Absolutely not. This is your That's death right. sentence. And yep. logically speaking, it did look slap crazy. And, <laughs> you know, this person who was our friend, up and said, you know, later, I thought you were nuts. I yeah. thought you had lost it. You were going off the deep end. But we had that faith and that confident, joyful expectation that God says, take this step, although it looks like a cliff. That's right. The moment we stepped out, that provision yeah. was there. And suddenly, it made them question all the things that they had doubted in That's Christ. Right. And it raised their faith and their hope that, wow. Yes. If I've got the Holy Spirit lead me to do this, I can really do it no matter what it looks like. And suddenly yeah. you're living a life that preaches to your friends and your family that you're wanting to get saved or you're wanting to get provision for. Yeah, amen. And the Lord had given us, he, he had given us something that was illogical to mm -hmm. the world, but it was just right on with heavenly logic. And as we took a step of faith, once we knew that it was him, and we knew that it was he who had promised, the one who's always faithful, and anything he asks you to do is always going to give you an opportunity to increase, we stepped out on it. And while everybody else was going, that's not, and maybe we'll tell that story sometime, but it, you know, they were going, that's not possible. That's crazy. That's well, not how the world works. That's right. That's, and that's That's key. not how this thing works. No, it's not how the world works. It's not at all, which is exactly why we need to do it a different way. Right, because right. the world's way of doing things stinks. <laughs> it, it's not good. So we're asking you to believe and take hope on God. And, and I've said this multiple times. I've said, look, if, if, it, if you can't trust in God... Who are you going to trust in? Well, that would be a really bad situation. But the truth of the matter is, he is so worthy of trusting. It's awesome when yeah. you put your trust in him. Actually, Romans uh, chapter five, uh, 5 says this, Our hope does not disappoint. It says, our hope does not disappoint. It will not disappoint. Not hope that I put in you or you put in me, but hope that we put in God, that hope will not be disappointed. What a promise. Yeah. Well, some people go, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're telling me you'll never be disappointed when you're hoping in God? 
Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> that, that is exactly it. And that's where when you get to that place where your conviction takes you to trust that kind of promise, you will see how hope doesn't disappoint. So what we're trying to say is let yourself be encouraged to take new hope in God. It, this is his character. We're not just talking about, you know, uh, Maybe he will, maybe he won't. We're talking about the character of God. He calls himself, by the Holy Spirit right here, the God of hope, mm -hmm. the God of joy, the God of confidence, the God of expectation. So if you ever see in your life, hear it from your friends, hear it out of your own head or out of your own mouth or out of your own heart, something that is not joy, not confidence, and not expectation, that's anti-God. Yeah. And so I know a lot of times I've been in that place where I'm not trusting in God, but he is someone that we can trust. And uh, I want to... Um, you know, we're, we're skipping over a lot that we could talk about in this, but I want to get to this last point where it talks about, all right, what does the devil do to steal this? What, what does the devil do to steal our hope? And you can turn to Acts 27, 20. And we have to recognize that why does the devil want to steal our hope? Well, he wants to steal our hope. There's a scripture, I believe it's in Peter. It's not here. Uh, I don't have it right here with me, but it, I believe it's in Peter, maybe 5.13. Now, that's a guess. But, uh, and it may, be, it may be Timothy. So, the scripture says this, that we are not without hope. We are not like those that are without hope. And then there's another scripture that says, in other words, we're not the kind of people that should be without hope. That's what that's saying. Yeah. And then there's another scripture that says this, that we are supposed to give an account for the hope that is within us. Now, wait a minute. If I'm going to give an account for the hope that's within us, all of a sudden, here's what's happening. My hope's talking. It's mm -hmm. talking enough to make somebody ask some questions. Yeah. So whether I ever say anything out of my mouth or not, my hope is preaching. So why yeah. does the devil want us to not have hope or to gradually take away our hope? The reason why he wants that is because hope preaches. Yeah. And what does it preach? Hope preaches the goodness of God. And so he wants to steal it away. And I'll, you want me to wrap up quick or you want yeah. to? Yeah, now go ahead. So this story here in uh, Acts 27 is they are in a boat. They're caught up in this hurricane. The word uh, says it's a tempest. And now they have been in this thing for days and weeks. And it appears that this boat is just circling around in this big hurricane-like storm. And it says, they make this statement, Since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and having no small storm assailing, assailing us, let me ask you this question. Do you ever feel like, man, this is not your average storm in my life? This, yeah. is, this is something bigger. You know, I've, I hear this comment a lot. Pastor, you just, you just don't, don't know. <laughs> you just don't understand what we're going through. Well, maybe you're like that. But even in that, here's what we're saying. Take hope. Because he says, even though this was no small storm, from then on, all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned. This is what the devil does. 
the devil comes, he sees what little bit of hope you may have, and he starts just like a grater, yeah. grating on that hope, and he starts tightening the noose until you hang yourself by letting your hope go away. Yep. There's hope in Jesus. Amen. Take hope. And no matter where you're at right now, I don't care what you're facing, I want you right now in your own heart to open up yourself and say, Lord, I'm going to take hope in you. I need to take hope in you. And so right now, no matter where you're at, just say, Jesus, I take you as my Lord, as my Savior. You are the director of my life. And I take your lead in hope. I believe that God brought you back to life by the power of the Holy Spirit and raised you up and you raised me with you. And now we are seated in heavenly places together with Christ according to your word, according to your promise. And right now, Lord, I receive that hope. I receive the hope of Christ who is the God of hope. And Father, we just praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Very quickly, anything? Well, you just got to keep in mind, Satan wants to steal your hope away from you because he wants to keep not only you, but everyone else in bondage. Amen. God There's wants you hope. to have life. There's hope. Take it today. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole on this week's broadcast of Connection. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus. Through that, we want to help you find your joy again and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.